All right. Well, we're live, at least on YouTube. Let's get right into it, guys. This is actually a really kind of special episode of the Stallone Podcast Network because this is the first time we've kind of done an episode with the three of us that we're not talking about a Stallone film, like our, a Stallone uh, review. This is kind of our first roundtable discussion about Sly the Man, particularly about his recent out of the nowhere interview with Variety magazine. This interview with Variety, tell me guys, did it just drop into your lap like it dropped into mine? Like, did anyone even know this was coming, that he was doing this? Brand new information. I didn't know he was doing it. I don't know what was more of a shock that, f- first of all, everybody was was blasting it all over our pages. After reading through the interview, I'm like, there's so much headline crap that he was disclosing. Going all the way back to Rocky and how like he's bitter about not having any stake in the Rocky that, stuff. Like, where the hell did that come from? That was the most shocking, too. And it, and it almost signals that that is more a response to maybe possibly whatever his current financial situation is. And I'm not going to speculate about any of that. It's amazing that it took 40 plus years for that to come out. I mean, we've all heard the myth or the exaggerated story about how Stallone stuck to his gun so he could at least even play the character, which is a a huge, huge victory. But then to sort of come 40 years later and say, well, I should have had a piece of it as well, you know. Well, Chuck Wepner would have liked to have a piece of it too. But you know what? In 1975 or whatever, 6500 bucks or whatever it was, was a nice chunk of change for a movie mm-hmm. that you had no idea would become this iconic pop culture phenomenon. Wow, you guys just threw a lot down very quickly. And I actually, boy. Isn't that what we're doing here? Yeah. How should I say this? I'm not an apologist for Stallone in, in any way, shape, or form. But let's talk about first the interview, and we're talking about his stakes. Now, it's my understanding that he doesn't own the property to Rocky. Okay, so he couldn't go and make a Rocky movie without, I guess, whatever studio currently owns those rights. So that's my understanding is he doesn't own an actual stake in the franchise, meaning like he can't just go create Rocky toys, Rocky paraphernalia. He's owned by MGM, so the character is owned by MGM, is my understanding. And he, and he couldn't make a Rocky movie. Let's talk about his Rocky Seven idea. Because the, before we get into the, what Rocky Seven is about, Doug, calm down. Before we, <laughs> before we get into Rocky Seven itself, he has his own production company called Balboa Productions, which I believe has been a part of the production of Ramble 5. Yeah, and uh, didn't they produce some of the TV stuff he did? It wasn't like The Contender one of their oh, first the things? Contender. Yeah. I think that other show he produced, The Beastmaster oh, yeah. or whatever, I think that was under Balboa as well. He wants it to be the Bloom House so he, of, of action movies. I don't know what the hell he wants, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> okay. We're so far off the rails, Ryan. No, no, this is fine. There's there's so much to talk about. And we didn't, you know, this is kind of like an emergency meeting of the minds here. Okay, I will admit, when I read this Variety interview, there was a part of me that felt, oh, sad's the right word, but kind of, why did he have to say what he had to say? Because I know it's going to upset a lot of people who are just the poor working class like me. I don't have $400 million net worth. I don't know if you guys have a $400 million net worth. But to be fair, he's earned that. Mm-hmm. Entertainment or any business is supply and demand. If people want to see or hear or watch or listen to your product, they will. If they don't, they won't. And he has produced throughout his 40-plus year career a product through either through movies or films or art or whatever he's done, TV, 
he's made money. He's made money off that, and all the more power to him. There is no shame in being rich. And this is not about shaming the rich or saying the rich shouldn't get more rich. It's not about that. I think if I were to be a semi-apologist for Stallone, I think he said it too in the interview, in the Variety Magazine interview, and I, I encourage everyone to read that anyways, that he was naive about how the business worked, that he didn't know what he may have been given away when he produced or gave Rocky to MGM. Is it wrong for him to be upset? I mean, that's pretty much how the industry works. I mean, very few creative types in Hollywood own – I mean, they get points, right? Like Tom Cruise probably gets a certain percentage of how well Mission Impossible does, but Tom Cruise doesn't own Mission Impossible. Right. It's understandable that Sly might be sort of sour about the amount of the percentage or – Yeah, I but, mean, Tom I, I, Cruise I didn't, didn't, but Tom Cruise didn't create Mission Impossible. I, I guess that's a good point. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me like that's the way that's the way it works. But the other thing that that raises an interesting question, Ryan, like could MGM have made Creed without Stallone and his blessing? I think they could have made Creed without Rocky and then Creed wouldn't have made a Creed part two. And Creed, the Creed franchise would not have survived without the Rocky character. So blessing maybe, but they threw money at, at Stallone. Sure. I said, hey, let's get your character out of retirement. And Stallone probably, especially for Creed Part 1, legitimately probably liked this script and liked the idea of what it brought. Yeah. But it's about money. Look, it's okay. He's allowed to make money, and he got money off Creed 1. I don't know how he f- – hmm, I, I got to be careful here. I, I wonder how he mm-hmm. feels about Creed 2. <laughs> I don't want you to be careful, Ryan, because I'm not about to be careful when I say that <sighs> – I think Stallone is throwing out these nuggets to keep himself and Rocky relevant. By all intents and purposes, the Rocky character has seen his last moment on film. Mm -hmm. All right. He doesn't want to let that go when he should. He should let it go. The Rocky saga was closed out perfectly in Rocky Balboa. The Rocky character was closed out perfectly at the end of Creed 2. Ended. He's being a teasel with it. I, yeah, that's what I think it is. That's what I think it is. And and he knows such venomous Rocky, not venomous, that's not the right word, but such um, loyal and excited Rocky fans out there that if he throws out just the littlest nugget that they are going to sink their teeth into it and say, oh, Rocky Seven's coming. What's it going to be about? Uh, what, what are they going to call it? What's the title going to be? Oh, it, Creed 3? Is Creed 3 coming? Is Rocky going to be in it? He's like getting the conversation going again. And I think he's doing it just to keep Rocky in everybody's forefront. Prior to Creed, he had so many irons in the fire that didn't involve Rocky. He had the Expendable series, which was successful enough to warrant three movies and talk of a fourth. He's got the Escape Plan franchise now at this point, which was pre-Creed, the first Escape Plan. So it's not like he was slowly being forgotten and not giving opportunities in Hollywood. Until Creed, he wasn't talking about Rocky at all. Mm-hmm. Well, he did have these other projects going on. And now maybe, maybe, maybe because Last Blood means Last Blood. And now the Rambo character has gone too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, Ryan. No, no, no. Sorry, Ryan, we're, not, we're not letting you talk. Apologies. No, stop it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's good. No, I appreciate it. I'm torn too. I feel what you're feeling. Like what you're expressing and what you're feeling is valid and legit. And I get it. And there's a part of me that's angry in a weird way at Sly for not 
doing this kind of maybe go get you behavior 20 years ago. I, I don't know what he was waiting for when he was in his 50s and 60s. 73, you're getting up there. There's just, I don't care if you're Stallone or if you're the most gorgeous model today when you're 20, one day that model will be 20. You know, his daughters will one day be 73. If they're lucky, you know, they'll get to that age. So we all have to age. And so you have to decide whatever business you're in or career you're in, your body and your mind can only do so much for so long. And I, he started this Balboa Productions. It looks like he's trying to make it like the uh, action version of Bloomhouse and pass on knowledge to other young, maybe directors and moviegoers, which is great that he's trying to pass his legacy on through that and create more of a nest egg for his family. For Rocky Seven, and Doug, I agree with you, Rocky Balboa ended the Rocky character wonderfully. And there's a lot of people, and now I'm starting to lean towards the Creed films as well, being a separate franchise with the Rocky character that happens to be in there. That some people officially call it kind of Rocky Seven and Eight, and I've done that. But now with the talk of Rocky Seven, I think I have a theory, theory that you guys may or may not agree with, that his time with the Creed Two film might not have been a positive experience for him, and maybe Rocky Seven is his way of saying I'm t- I'm taking control of the character back for one more round. I don't know. I don't know. It's a theory. Like you guys were saying, maybe he really is just talking about the character that he loves. That he's just talking about the thing that made him famous. Sure, and he, we, he knows what we know. He He's not an idiot. He knows that the Rocky character, then the Ramble character, this is bread and butter. I, I don't know. Um, so you think there might still be stuff in the basement? Oh, stop it. Well, we know he's not going to fight. <laughs> this will be this will this would officially be the first Rocky film if it actually is a Rocky but Seven. Then, then it's not, it's not a Rocky film. It's not because in every Rocky film, Rocky took the ring. Good point. I, I understand, but the, also from day one, he's always said that Rocky, and this is from Stallone's mouth, is not about boxing. Yeah, but th- that's kind of a, a flashy phrase or anything. Yeah, I mean, nobody is, could argue that the importance of Rocky is because it's a boxing movie. It's the love story between him and Adrian, but it's an integral part of that series. I think Doug's point is right. I mean, that's a key ingredient. That's like making chocolate chip cookies without the chocolate chips. Let's say if Rocky Seven happens as he's proposed, are you are you guys not watching it? What's going on here? You're upset. I mean, not upset really, but you're not <laughs> wanting this or hoping this almost doesn't kind of happen. Hasn't Stallone kind of just keep surprising us with these projects? Would you would you consider that this might surprise you? This is like the like No Country for Old Men version of Rocky. You want to break down the synopsis of this, and then we'll we'll go off of that. Instead of just saying it's another Rocky movie, do have his own words somewhere about it. I let me just find it real quick. Are you is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Okay. Give me one second. Here, I don't want to leave too much dead air, but I'm saying if if you're gonna say we're we're making Rocky Seven, tell right. me what it's about, and then that's that's where we can make our educated discussion off of. So okay. Let's hear, what is this gem gonna be about? Oh, gee. All right, there. It's, it's, <laughs> holster your weapon, there, big guns. Are we having our first fight? <laughs> no, no. You'll beat me up. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> According to Stallone in his own words, the synopsis is this. I feel like he might be spitballing, but at the same time, I think this is a story that he's had germinate for a little while. All three of us know people, we won't say their names, that have worked with Sly and what have you. And we know this story actually has officially been in his mind for a little while. So it's enough that it's not something he's just throwing out to the masses, but he's made it public now. And he says that Rocky meets a young, angry person who got stuck in this country when he comes to see his sister. Rocky takes him into his life, and an unbelievable adventure begins. They wind up south of the border. It's very, very timely. 
Do you tell someone that you just met in the street who's struggling and homeless to get out, or do you take him in? And if you take him, take him in, you're going to find yourself in trouble. Doug? <laughs> Even in that, it doesn't say that the kid's a fighter, but I'm guessing we, we can assume that the kid's a fighter. Takes him under his wing. Right. I mean, so he's training a younger, angry fighter. Hmm, where have I heard this story before? Sounds a lot oh, like yeah. me. <laughs> Read one. <laughs> why? Why is he angry? Because he's Mexican. <laughs> Who the hell knows? He doesn't say that he's angry. He doesn't say that he's angry. Look, to be fair, he doesn't say that he's angry. He just that he's stuck. That I guess to some immigration issues stuck. or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Is there anger? I don't know. Yeah. We've had the Tommy Gun anger. We've had the his son being angry, and we've had Creed or Junior being angry. This Iconic. might be the yeah. this might be the kid or the his uh, redemption. Now, he wanted to call one of his Rocky films Rocky Redemption. Now, in my poll that I did on my site, I'm surprised nobody uh, maybe brought that up. I wonder if this would be his Rocky Redemption title. But redemption f- for what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this was one of our huge sticking points when we were covering Rocky 2. Was That was the original name for right. Rocky 2 was Redemption. But Rocky didn't need redemption. In Rocky 7, God help us, what the hell would he need redemption for? Like this is Rocky's story. Oh, it's still well, Rocky's oh, story. Even if got, he's taking I, a young, okay, sorry. Even if ahead. he's taking a young fighter under his ring, under his wing, it's it's a it's Rocky Seven, so it's a Rocky story, right? His failed time as a father and grandfather. Okay, that's that. That could be it. That could be it. We've we've seen some tumultuous times between him him and his kid. He's made amends with his son, but his son's already established. His son's a great father. His son's a, a great dad. We kind of see that already at the end of Creed 2. Spoiler. We get that the feeling that yeah. he's, he's, he's already a great dad. He didn't yeah, he doesn't he's need a successful TV star, too, with that hot NBC <laughs> show he has. That's right. He's everything. He was in Heroes as well. Uh, that being said, this could be the Rocky Redemption, meaning he's finally now becoming the, a true father figure where he failed with the son, failed with Tommy, and even in some ways failed with Creed. He can now actually save somebody truly save a family i don't know like you're taking the the difficult side of this argument i mean sure i'm happy to yeah but you're the trying to be a double advocate you know i, I know but, that doug mentioned that this is probably sly trying to keep rocky alive and stuff but i know there was a lot of activity in the last week or so on the facebook page regarding other avenues they could go with the rocky universe and somebody posted that cartoon image of mickey Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that script that Mike Kundas talked about, uh, what, Angels, oh, what yeah. is it? Uh, uh, right. Angel, well, before, Angels on my shoulder. Before we get to that, we, well, let's just tie up the Rocky. Yeah, let's just tie up, put a bow on the Rocky 7. We know that Stallone has said, this is a story that's germinated in his mind. I got a feeling he wasn't happy with Creed 2. So if he wants to really leave his legacy, he's got Balboa Productions, he might just do Rocky 7. I think it might. I think it might happen, guys. Do you think it's going to happen, whether you want it or not? Do you do you put money on that's going to happen? I say it's going to happen. Craig? I say no. I think okay. this is one of those times where he talks a lot. The main thing that's always prevented Rocky movies, and it, he battled for years to get Balboa made, was getting the money for it. Sure. Stallone's not going to put his own money up for this Rocky Seven, And I think with MGM and Creed franchise, they don't really have any incentive to go back into – the full-on Rocky well. I just don't know if the money's there. I'm not even sure that it would blow up the box office unless you got a charismatic, hot guy to play the kid. If Stallone really did do this film, finance this film, put it together, they could make a gritty 
family drama type film for $10 million. Hire a bunch of unknowns. Stallone takes his just actor's cut. 10 million bucks. This thing easily makes 100 to 200 million worldwide. At least 100 million worldwide. So he makes $90 million off this film. Like I don't think it has to be made out of a $100 million budget. No special effects. It's just a story about a kid and Rocky takes him under his wing. You could make a real heartfelt drama. A smart writer with a smart production don't have to have a lot of money to make these films. Even $20 million, you could still walk away with 80 80 million profit. Like Why not just go to like Netflix or Hulu or YouTube and make a, a Rocky Balboa TV series? Doug, do you think it's going to happen, Doug? Whether you like it or not, do you think it's going to happen? I don't because I honestly thought that Stallone was very happy with the way Rocky Balboa ended. Rocky Balboa was was his swan song, the, the film Rocky Balboa. I think he was very happy and very satisfied with the way that ended. And I think to this day, he, oh my God, I want to, I mean, now what Rocky Balboa is 13 years old. So maybe yeah. <laughs> I, I say, no, I say no, okay. but okay. It's probably a fair, it's probably a safe bet. I just got this weird feeling. I don't know why I first heard about it. I was like, but he's been sitting on this for so long now where I wonder, I wonder. He also talked about in this Friday interview and you brought it up, Craig, a TV series or some sort of prequel. Now we know that he's talked about, Cobra TV series that would focus on the zombie gang or whatever. So, so for every great idea, Solon got so many stupid effing ideas. He's like a throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, he's a genius because he gets that conversation. Man, he knows his fan base, and he knows how how rabid they are, and he sure. knows that the Matt Marchands of the world love you, Matt. But he knows that he's going to get you guys talking. Sure. Sure. Over stuff like that. With the yeah. prequel series? I don't know if there's enough there for a, for a whole series. I think a prequel movie would be great. Um, Gazzo pulling him towards a life of crime with Mickey pulling him towards life of boxing. You know, and the struggle that Rocky feels in the middle. I really don't think, because Rocky is such a part of Stallone. It's, it's his alter ego. It, it's him. It's Stallone. That I don't think that he would give the character to another actor. That's fair. I think when we're thinking prequel, you're right. I don't think there's enough of a story. The reason why I don't think they should do a story about Rocky being younger, uh, not because of another actor just playing the Rocky character, but because the ending is he's a bum. I would say there's a happy ending. Uh, like the happy ending happens when he Rocky one ends. That's the triumph, but that's already been filmed. But that's like, the beauty of it, Doug. You make the prequel. And then when you re-release Rocky, on an anniversary, you retitle it Rocky Redemption. There you go. That would be the redemption <laughs> for sure. That would. <laughs> and Mike Kunda's head would literally explode <laughs> like an atom bomb. <laughs> no kidding. So I think if they do a prequel, there's two characters that are worthy of a prequel and that would have a story to tell. And that's the rise of Creed to the world champion from his times in the streets being adopted by Tony. That kind of story, that's a good story. That's that's a good story. And Absolutely. then, of course, Mickey, just being that little, was he a Jewish pug, having his cheeks split up and him having his own Rocky store. and no manager. You know, he just waddles around having no manager. How he was like literally fighting for his, fighting for himself, managing himself, and how he ends up. And then it ends, the series ends with him opening up a mixed gym. You see this figure kind of walk in. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you, you open? And it ends like that type thing. Yeah. That seems to me... Come award season, that gets nominated for everything if it's made properly. Sure. People love that shit. 
it just seems to me like that is such a slam dunk of an idea because you'd get all the people that probably bailed on the Rocky series because it got so cartoonish, but you're like, wow, they're making a period piece about Mickey in the what the 1930s or whatever. Oh yeah, um, perfect, perfect generation. And yep. Mickey gave us just enough nuggets of information in one little scene in Rocky's apartment where you could create an entire movie out of it. Agreed. But that is the basis. So I would I would vote either or an Apollo prequel or a Mickey prequel. We're not geniuses here when it comes to the arts and entertainment, but we got three brains here already to saying, look, Sylvester Sloan, the fans. We love Rocky, but I don't think we need a Rocky prequel. We need a Rocky Universe prequel. We need a Creed prequel. Yeah. And we need a and or a Mickey prequel. You can hint at, you know, what's to come because we all we all know the Rocky character, just like a little, you know, a little nugget. They bump into a young Polly or a young Rocky. That'd be cool. Like a boyhood Rocky. That'd be cool. We don't need to see Rocky work in the docks. That's gonna get boring very quick. It's like, okay, he broke some thumbs and Gazo, you know, likes Rocky. Like, what are you gonna like you turn it into a, like, a soprano? type thing all right you want to talk about a series let me know if if you guys think this would work probably okay. not because the, the the characters might not meet in the end but um, you know how the godfather part two had don corleone and old italy kind of coinciding with this present day telling of the story what if there was an old 1920s version of mickey coming up and showing you know a 1960s version of apollo creed in the same coinciding with one another so like godfather 2 yeah that's what i'm saying like the godfather in godfather 2 it, the story kind of connected I, I know how you can make a connect you could have because mickey's always training somebody yeah, i got some contenders here I, i'm working on some some real prospects here rock he could have one of his guys that he trained fight creed on creed's rise to the top and of course the guy loses and we see some of these mickey's oh you did good kid he did good you know he the this guy seems to be the you know this guy seems to be something that's Apollo Creed. You get that right because even Mickey totally respected Creed. Like you never sense that Mickey. Remember when he's in the ring? He's like, yeah, hmm. he's talking to you, kid. Yeah, yeah, he's talking to you. He liked Creed. He didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't like uh, uh, Clubber. You're disgraced to this sport. <laughs> <laughs> you do you do a much better Mickey than you do Rocky, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think you can make something work like that, where you could almost have a prequel with Creed in his adult years rising to top, fighting his rivals, mm-hmm. and one of those rivals could be a trained person by Mickey. Okay. That's a good idea. It's not as good as what I think most people would really want to see the rise to the street corner of the street corner singer that Frank Stallone plays and how he ended up <laughs> on that corner singing into that dumpster. You think it was a club singer at one point Dad, Doug you're yeah. already building a compelling story there <laughs> you right. guys are sounding better every year <laughs> all right so so all all of these ideas you know including the Frank Stallone corner singer can be a Balboa production so Stallone can still do his you know make his money off the Rocky name would you have to buy the rights off of MGM or I wonder, I wonder, that's a good question. Like does, do they own all the rights? Like anything associated with the Rocky character, probably to a degree, how much would a six part series on Netflix cost to do Mickey, Mickey gold mill, Mickey gold, or just call it Mickey, but you know, and everyone would know call it gold mill. We talked about oh, this. On, well, I mean, you go, you have Balboa, you have Creed gold mill. Perfect. You know, 
it might not play as well because there's still a lot of anti-Semitic people out there. Maybe you go Mickey, but then Disney might have an issue with that. That's true. true. You're right. Well, we saw the response. So that picture that I posted on the Rocky franchise Facebook page was drawn by a listener that I have. He doesn't have a Facebook page. So I told him it's really frustrating that I can't credit him for the picture, but he's on Twitter. Twitter account is hard to pronounce, but I actually think you just like this post that we did right now. It's making a Twitter. It's hit Mighty Mix like two or three separate times now. His name is, all right, here it is. Yeah, Tijuana Sante Thomas Deer. And he's a comic book colorist and illustrator with IDW Publishing. He's a boxing enthusiast and his cultural liaison to this Kaneka Kanaka. So it sounds, you know, uh, First Nations if he's Canadian or what do you guys call them in the States? I And I mean this with respect because we call them First Nations people here. Native Americans or? Native Americans. He's like a first world American. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, I think I mean, he is. Say, I, when, I mean, they, they don't call them Indians anymore, but because Indians right. are from India. That's right. Yeah. Native Americans are. And if I'm wrong, because I know he listens to the show, Thomas Deere, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but with with your name, Thomas Deere, and <laughs> the name next to it. So he's an incredible artist, and I told him on Twitter through the direct message, hey, the, dude, just so you know, I posted your picture with his permission on Facebook, and I said, just so you know, it's blowing up. He's like, that's awesome. Uh, he just doesn't have a Facebook account, so I couldn't I couldn't tag him that. So I just want to give him oh, proper man. credit. That was his cover idea, yeah. No, it's awesome. And I got to say, Ryan, that I'm not sure if we've talked about it on or off air. Cobra Kai has had two incredibly mm. well-received seasons on on YouTube Premium. And I just can't see a project like the Mickey Goldmill story not generating that kind of ex- excitement with people. It just seems to me, if I'm investing money and I have all these options in front of me, including the Creed 3, I'm going all in on, on the Mickey Goldmill project. Absolutely. I agree. I think we got three Stallone, Rocky fanatics here. I think we're unanimous, heartily unanimous on a Mickey prequel. Mm-hmm. Like excitedly. If only he he was talking as much about that as he is about Rocky goddamn seven. <laughs> Doug. It sounds absurd even saying it, Doug. But there are people that are excited about it, Craig. It hurts me a little bit that there are fans out there that are really excited about it. Because they're that desperate to see more Rocky. And here's the problem is people are already referring to it as Rocky 7, which is interesting because people were referring to Creed Part 1 as Rocky 7 and Creed 2 as Rocky 8. But now people are almost having to pick. Do we pick? Do we pick a Creed 3 without Rocky and or Stallone's involvement? Or do we pick a Rocky 7? Like, which one would you rather have than Doug? A Creed 3 without Stallone in it? Maybe a two-minute cameo? Or it's, a Rocky Seven. I'd rather like, a Creed Three with no Rocky. Okay. Michael B. Jordan wants Creed. He wants the franchise. Give it to him. Fine. Go ahead. Take it. It's yours. Rocky's not going to be a part of it. How hard would it be for Stallone to make this south of the border story he wants to make, but without Rocky? Do what you did with Grudge Match. You can make him an you know an aged fighter or whatever. You don't have to call him Rocky. Just like Grudge Match. Stallone's able to tell the story he wants. It's not a Rocky film, so he doesn't have to get blessings from anybody to use the character. And he's able to make something that I think people would also maybe take more seriously than a Rocky 7. Because no matter how we slice it, the days of anything with Rocky and it getting any kind of awards consideration are done. Those died with his Oscar nomination mm-hmm. that failed. Absolutely. Creed. 
But well, if you yeah. come out of the gate with a fresh character and that story, that's something that could probably get awards consideration and could be looked at as more of a serious film than something called Rocky Seven. That's fair. No, it's very fair. And I was just thinking he could do the same storyline about finding a stranded youth who, with the immigration issues, is very timely that you guys have this in the States, tackling a very political issue, which is not a bad thing to do. That's what art is for. Art is, whether you agree with the issue or not, art is for tackling the issues of the day, whether they're political or economical or what have you, religious issues of the day. And he could tackle the story of, of immigration with an aged man who has a failed family who somehow takes a child under his or a young man under his wing and helps him. That's not Rocky. And, and it could be something that he's a triathlete or so. Who, who knows? Whatever, whatever it is that bonds them, it could be whatever subject. So it doesn't have to be boxing. And you're right. Then it's just a story that he has that has nothing to do with Rocky or boxing. But that story of immigration and redemption or whatever can still happen in this film. Well, I pay money to see that opening day. <laughs> sure. Another question I had was, is he trying to appeal to a whole new audience now with this liberal viewpoint? Is he looking for like a new audience? These <laughs> keep coming to me. Who do you think rules the Rockyverse, the fan base? Do you think it's purists like ourselves and our co-hosts, Mike Kunda? Or do you think it's the people that are really eager to see more Rocky no matter what? Like, who's the bigger fan base? Well, I did a poll. I did a poll, and it's not scientific at all. It's only with my people on Facebook on the Rocket Series podcast page. Go check it out. For- <laughs> 4,000 followers yeah. who well, know your podcast. Yeah, none of them know I'm a podcast. And I asked, what would you rather see get made? And I said, keep in mind, Stallone is done with the Creed franchise. No, that's speculation, but I'm just making that as the rule. If Stallone wasn't in Creed, Three, what would you rather see a Rocky Seven or Creed Three? And seventy percent of three hundred people that voted—that's a pretty good chunk of you know public. They would rather have a Rocky Seven with Sly than a Creed Three with no Sly. So that answers your question. The audience, the now you could probably sample. argue it's a sample. So we got at least two thirds of mm-hmm. Stallone fans love the Rocky character so much they don't care if it's south of the border. It has nothing to do with the Creed story. They just want to see Rocky again. Let's just do it. That's the response. They're idiots. Idiots. Well, well <laughs> I'm, the kidding, other, I'm and, kidding. And to speak to Doug's question, I don't think you're generating any new fans. If anything, you're going to confuse the hell out of Creed fans. And we've already established that there's people out there that have seen Creed 1 and 2 and have never seen and have no interest in seeing any of the Rocky movies. Rocky 7 there's such a stigma attached to that name. And this gets back to just rebranding the script or the idea with a character not named Rocky. Well, that's why it's not going to be called Rocky seven. That's why Rocky Balboa was not called. There's a reason why it's not called Rocky six. But but either way, we're, we're talking, unfortunately about the law of diminishing returns here. It happens as fan bases age. Look at star Trek. You know, they made three movies with a new cast, you know, where they did Kirk and Spock and the whole bit. Those weren't huge Marvel-sized blockbusters. They did okay, right. and they made a fourth one. It would make less. And, and unfortunately, as franchises age, unless they're red hot, like Star Wars, which hasn't cooled off yet, or the Marvel movies, which haven't cooled off yet, it's the law of diminishing returns. You could argue that the law of diminishing returns has been in play since Rocky Four for that character. 
you know, you mentioned Star Wars. Star Wars didn't. I, I don't think they expected to get new fans when they release Rogue One. You're really appealing to all your former Star Wars fans that have been with you the whole time. He can't make Rocky Seven trying to get a new fan base. No, he's not. I, I don't think that's. His, I don't. I think he got a new fan base from Creed. I think he got additional fans from the Creed films, and there's a, certainly a demographic that never watched the Rocky films, and they did a younger demographic too. I'm not just getting at the cultural demographic; it's also a younger demographic. Because I saw it on Twitter for you when they both came out, people were saying, like, I just do hashtag searches of the Creed films. People were saying, "Oh, I really uh, love Creed too. I'm going to go check out the the Rocky films." So mm. people literally watched Rocky because of the Creed films. Because of Creed. Rocky Seven would be your Rogue One type film. It's it's for yeah. the fans. It's it's, it's for the fans. I, God, I think most of the fans don't want it. And to be fair to you, Rogue One is my least favorite Star Wars. Least film. favorite. Yes, that was fantastic. It was boring. You like Solo better? I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a fun romp. Solo was fun. It was a fun film. I enjoyed it. Rogue One was boring. And when they all died at the end, I cheered. <laughs> for the record i like solo and rogue one it was well done like don't get me wrong it's not a star wars podcast but rogue one it was well done acting was good the set pieces everything looked great it felt and looked like a, and of course the big vader fight scene but that three minute vader destruction scene was the best part of a film what does that tell you that's the highlight of the film you know two and a half hours in it's like okay you know i would <laughs> fair yeah. enough Duly but, noted. Yeah, but Solo was fun, and I'm I'm legitimately disappointed. Legitimately disappointed that it didn't do as well as it should have to garner a sequel, because I really wanted to see the sequel of the early days of Solo. This could be a lesson for Stallone and MGM, because we were talking about Stallone's ego not allowing him to have somebody else play Rocky. Mm-hmm. But look what happened when they tried to replace Harrison Ford, one of the most charismatic actors of that generation. A lot of people didn't go to see it just because they didn't buy that guy a solo. And I think it's too bad because he did a, he did a good job. Well, I think Doug's point is really good, though. I mean, yeah. if you even start having those discussions, who the heck plays the young Rocky? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we're going to get a Rocky 7, ironically, and I don't think we're going to get a Mickey prequel. That's crimes on both. Because I think it's just easier at the end of the day for Sly to pump out a Rocky 7, hour and a half than to do some sort of investment of a six-part uh, six miniseries of the Mickey character. Don't do a miniseries, then. Don't do a miniseries. Well, even a two-hour movie. I mean, they could do it. They could easily do it. I don't. I just don't see that getting finance. I just don't, guys. Unless it was on something like Stars or Netflix or Hulu. Or I think that's his best shot of taking the Rocky franchise back into his own hands. And doing it the way he wants to do it. He says he's doing a prequel. Like, if we're going to give just as much credit to the Rocky 7 talk, I'm just saying. He did also say that he wants to do a Rocky prequel. Now, whether that's Mickey, we don't know. So, he may be, for all we know, he's waiting for these types of discussions to come forward you know, and see what, you know what? what people want. God, I just had another another scary thought. Him de-aging himself as a Rocky character. Do you see Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel? I mean... <laughs> I, no, I didn't watch Captain <laughs> Marvel. Do you think it, it could work? It looked like Sam Jackson in the 90s. I mean. Oh, man. But that's just a lot of extra money. But they could de-age him, sure. So they've talked about that for years. Well, they've done it. Well, they don't Sam Jackson. They did Robert Downey Jr. They, mm-hmm. they've done, we talked about it on our, our thing on our podcast with you guys. We talked about that, the de-aging process. They used it in Grudge Match. Yeah, terribly yeah. so, but they did do it. 
<laughs> it was it was the early stages of de-aging. Yes, yes. It was a lack of the ability more than I heard a rumor that they were supposed to do de-aging for Creed 2. That there was gonna be some Apollo, Apollo. de-aging. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if that if that Genesis story that Sloan did have was something he's maybe pocketing for a prequel. You know, prequels are, are all the rage now. Just do a really well done prequel. Do Creed, do Mickey, just do do it. Just do, do something Frank good. Do the street corner singers. Do the street corner singers, like the whole group, or just Frank? Well, the sequel could be the group. Maybe you do the, yeah. the Frank solo, and then you make it like the Avengers. Well, we oh. can, we can, yeah. <laughs> Maybe everybody gets a solo movie, and then they unite in the fourth film. The Avengers, nice. We, we, could see, uh, we could see who was the first person to light the uh, barrel on fire. Who rolled out the barrel? Who put it there? Right. Who keeps the flame going? Frank Stallone, fire barrel, made the flame never die. Now his fire keeps going out, but then some guy comes along with a can of lighter fluid. It's like, this is all you need. And then it's a match made in heaven. Imagine a poly prequel. It's just him drinking and yelling, just kicking the crap out of Adrian. <laughs> I'm surprised he called out the producers the way he did. You know what, though? When you watch. Hobbs and Shaw when it comes out in a week, if you're going to go see it. At no. the beginning, it's going to say, based on characters created by whoever, Fast and the Furious mo- movie. That guy doesn't have any... He's not, he doesn't have any control over whether or not they make Hobbs and Shaw. I'm sure he gets or gets a check for being the guy that created that universe, but he has no say in it. We can get into a whole debate about creators' rights and stuff, but Hollywood is Hollywood, and what studio is really going to invest in a property that they don't have control of? Like John Carpenter doesn't even have control of Halloween. He wrote and directed that. He created it. They made 8 million Halloween sequels. John Carpenter didn't care. He got a check every time they made one of them. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter seems to be the, the go-to guy in terms of how to respond to Hollywood constantly reusing your ideas. Right. I don't want to say it's Stallone's ego here because I really – feel like he has an insane connection to Rocky. Most definitely. That's what it is. He can't let go of that. Yeah. But the funny thing about it is every party involved needs each other. Stallone can't make a Rocky movie without MGM, and MGM can't make a Rocky movie without Stallone. The alternative is nothing. Or Creed. We've already sort of established that Creed isn't isn't a Rocky movie, so it's Mm -hmm. this weird standoff. Well, we've heard from a good source... The Creed 3 is already being greenlit by the studio. It would be really perplexing if it wasn't. Creed and Creed 2 made money for the right. studio. That's why movies are made at the oh, end of the business. day. Of course, it's a business. It's not you art, know? guys. It's so, a business. Yeah. So they make a third one. It'll make money. It will. Which, I, you know, I said, Craig, when, when I did my bit on Slycast with you, is a mistake to make a Creed 3 because Creed 2 is wrapped up so nicely. The closure on Dragos, the Balboas, and the Creeds. So, well, and, and where are you going to go from there? Well, and the other thing is, you need Stallone. Even if mm. he's not in one frame of the movie, you still need his creative input. And that's <laughs> something that Creed and Creed 2 had. I have a feeling that somebody doesn't want any Stallone input. What? What? <laughs> Who? 
MJ. I just have a feeling. Yeah. Michael B. Last name to remain anonymous. <laughs> he, yeah, he would love it if Rocky was in Creed Three. I think he'd love to take his or try his hand at carrying a big motion picture on his own. Oh, for sure, it. knock your socks off. The interviewer said here, I heard that you want to do a Rocky prequel for TV and that Erwin Winkler has other ideas. Any truth to that? And Sloan says here, there was some conflict there, yes. He felt in his mind that Rocky was primarily a feature film and he didn't see it as being translated for cable. So there's a big bone of contention. So it kind of does sound like a Rocky prequel. Uh, the interviewer says, any possibility that Rocky would reappear on the big screen someday with you in the role? And then Stallone says, there is a good chance that Rocky may ride again. It's not shocking that a movie producer would say, I don't see a movie I've produced working in a non-theatrical environment. Mm. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and I get that, but the, why can't the Winklers just produce a TV show? Is, there, is that against the rules? No. Yeah. Now, again, a series, though, a series based around Rocky... I don't know what kind of... What, are you going to try to get three seasons, four seasons out of a Rocky series? Or is it like a, a mini-series? Like a ten-parter, like you did with, you know, Making a Murderer? Either way, that sounds more exciting. It sounds more promising. And I mean, one thing that Stallone's always been good at is sort of being innovative. Never been afraid of doing things, Rhinestone, for example, that on paper, you know, <laughs> look like disasters and turn out to be many disasters um, <laughs> it just seems to me that you wouldn't want to bet on sly executing stuff in a different medium than he's he's used to that's stallone's biggest strength in my opinion is constantly proving people wrong yeah and i would love it if he proved me and you wrong doug he proved me wrong with creed one and two i yeah, was exactly i was totally skeptical of creed part one Less so for Creed 2 because Creed 1 did so well, ironically. Yeah. But when Creed 1 was announced and done, I was like, that was the first time in my life with the Rocky character where I was like, oh no, oh no, what have we done? Ooh. Proven wrong. Yeah, no, like when it was announced, I admit I was like, before the podcast, because this is, well, you know, this is 2015, 2014 when it was announced, came out in 2015. I remember thinking as a lifelong Rocky and Stallone fan, I was like, oh, Sly, you've dipped it too many times in this well. And that was me. So ironically, Creed 2 not, didn't prove me wrong, but it proved me wrong regarding the Creed franchise. And then, I don't know, like, maybe he's just got this fourth life in him, guys. I, I don't know. I would say if Rocky Seven gets made, you'll see it, and you probably will be surprised. Because you're so anxious for it not to get made, I wonder, in a weird way, if you're, resent, not resentment, but if you're resistant to it, that might be a good thing, because you... You might end up liking it. Then we and can listen back to this podcast and see how wrong we all were. We might. And I'll have to do another hundred plus episodes on another <laughs> goddamn Rocky movie. <laughs> yep. Good or yep. bad. But but that brings me to another point. The most frustrating thing here to me is we've talked on Slycast before. We've talked on this show before about the opportunities that Stallone didn't pursue. And especially post-Creed, it seemed like the gate was wide open for him to walk through and go into another phase of his acting career. And the thing that really disappoints me the most about all of this Rocky talk is it puts all that stuff on the back burner of stuff that we could still see. The Edgar Allan Poe movie he's been talking about mm -hmm. since the 70s. A movie around the mafia mm -hmm. that he's been attached Harpa? to. Yeah. I think there's, Yeah, I think there's a bank robbery movie or something. 
I've always been disappointed that we don't get to see that stuff. And all of this Rocky talk all but guarantees we won't see this kind of stuff. So that's the thing that's really disappointing to me because he's had he's had opportunities before and he's he's let them go. And I, I don't know, just to see him staying in the in the shallow end of the pool, if you will, it, it's just disappointing as a fan of the as a man as a creative force. I agree with what you're saying, because at the end of the day, he's an actor by profession, right? So actors by profession, we kind of have this not idea. We have this idea that everyone should be like Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt or the early days of Robert De Niro in the sense that they can channel or do a whole bunch of different roles. I, I, I get that. And, and I understand the profession of an actor, the more vast their library of experience, the more incredible this actor might be. Sloan just might not have that range. It's just like a musical artist might not have that range. It's okay to play a certain style of music. That's why there's genres of music. Ironically, we criticize musical artists who step out of their musical mm-hmm. genre. And it's like, oh, I can't believe that band. Like, or, or, yeah, 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 Metallica. I can't believe they sold out and played to a larger public. Like, we, right. get mad, we get mad at bands for changing their appearance. But, and then we get mad at actors and actresses. For staying within their realm. Yeah, that's so a great point. That yeah, and I think if you can accept the fact that it's just art and it's just a talent, Stallone's talent was he created a character that has a story to tell. And that story is ironically Stallone's life through art through this character, and that's his that's his album of artwork. I mean, that's his discography is the Rocky and Ramble characters. And that's more than I've ever given the world. I'm not apologizing for him, but I mean, we're not going to get Carpa. I don't think we're not going to get Edgar Allan pull out of him. But that's, but he's created Balboa Studios out of uh, with his ambition for that is to give filmmakers uh, advice and chances that he missed out on. I think he said that in one of the interviews I saw. That's kind of what the design is: is to actually steer other filmmakers away from the trouble that he had. If only we would have seen him and Arnold in Face Off. Was that one of the discussions? <laughs> that was one of the original ideas. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe we just have to accept that that's what Stallone has given, and he's going back to that well because his years are ending, guys. Like, Are we going to be talking about Stallone in 15 years making projects? And that goes by fast. That goes by fast. We, we, we've talked about that on this show even, that it's very possible, knowing the longevity of the genetic pool that he is, mm-hmm. that he's derived from. Oh yeah, yeah. His mom's still alive. It's it's crazy. Oh no, his dad died what a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. 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 His mom's well into her nineties now, right? Yeah. Well into her nineties. So I'm I'm sure this is going to be a polarizing episode, and I can't wait to see the um the online response to it. This is just our opinion, folks. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, all three of us love the creative force that is Sylvester Stallone, and of you know, but we're fans too, and and every fan has their own sort of hopes and dreams for certain characters that mm. the people the creative forces we love it's just our opinion guys yeah it's fan talk just like star wars nerds nerd out about star wars get mad about star wars decisions and marvel people get mad that certain movies are made the way they are so yeah that's all it is is we we love the we love sly we love Mm -hmm. his movies but fans have a voice we actually don't want sylvester sloan to embarrass himself i think that's what our fear is is that his legacy might be tarnished by like okay we rocky seven is our new rocky five now we hate something more uh (laughs) listen i I also want to say we're by no means any kind of authority on anything we could just be three buddies in a room having this exact discussion as as sloan fans 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we just happen to have podcasts and microphones in front of us. Yeah. If you guys disagree or you want to, you know, let us know what you think, please. We're open to any and all criticism. Absolutely. This has been a fun discussion. I'm. If we get further Stallone news, it's kind of groundbreaking. I think we should do this roundtable again and add it to the Stallone Podcast Network. I'm Ryan from the Going the Distance, the Rocky Series podcast, and also the Worst of the Best podcast. You can find those on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, just Google it, and you'll see the feeds are available on all podcast apps. Go ahead, uh, Doug. Yeah, Doug from Rocky Minute. We cover the Rocky movies one minute of screen time at a time in order. All 100 plus minutes of every movie or 90 plus or 80 plus, depending on <laughs> which movie you're talking about. Just like Ryan, you can find us on any podcatcher or Google Rocky Minute and you, you will find us. And Craig, tell us what we expect Judge Dredd. <laughs> oh, you mother effer. <laughs> uh, I'm with the Slycast. We have a pretty impressive archive of 90 plus minute episodes devoted to chronologically exploring Sly's filmography. As Ryan alluded to, we have Judge Dredd on deck. It's an hour, 45-plus minute discussion. And if anybody wants to offer to edit that, please let me know because that's what's holding it up. (laughs) Just throw it up as is. Oh, man, I'm just such a perfectionist. I can't allow it. So I will say for the uh, podcast feed, uh, at least on for going the distance, when you guys are hearing this, for the Expendables 2 review, it's being edited right now. Craig was saying it takes a lot of effort to edit these things. This will probably be released on our podcast feeds this weekend, very soon, if you guys are okay with it. So the Expendables 2 audio review, which a lot of our listeners actually prefer, it's coming out. So stand by for that, guys. All right. Cool. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Night.